people always had something to say. Oh, you was only fast in high school or college. Yeah, you're going to be okay. Or you're a freshman, so, you know, don't expect too much. Like, I don't give a damn about that. Sha'Carri Richardson from LSU! 20, who been working the hardest to get down to that line first? And that was my biggest thing to myself that I drove myself to focus on, to to achieve is the fact that you're not gonna put me in a category because you can achieve those goals because you couldn't do that when you was at such age or such category and stuff like that. My goal was to be the best I could be as soon as I could be the best. Welcome back to Rudy Gobert is a bitch nigga incorporated. Um, this is the Raised by Sports podcast. You know how we do. Um, it's your boy Andre Blackout, all that good shit. We got a full house today. Uh, we're recording on Zoom. So if our audio sounds a little different, fucking deal with it. This is still prime content. You feel me? Uh, we got Peanut, a Durham legend. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, we yes, got sir. Uh, old, uh, oldie but goodie friend of the show, J-O-S-H, joining on Stupid Hoes. Josh, you already know. High and tight productions. You know what I'm talking about? Putting on for the... <laughs> for, the uh, for the foe. Uh, we got Jelani, my guy, businessman, um, uh, joining us again. He's been with us one time before. Um, and then we got one of the big three, Wanye. Uh, Calvin cannot be here. He is filming a documentary in Belize right now for a, a non-profit. So I said, fuck it. Let's assemble the Avengers while Calvin's not here. Um, let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, before we start the show, uh, we always start out with Black Excellence. We got two Black Excellence pieces this week, uh, both Black women. Uh, the first being, we all know who it is, Shakari Richardson. Um, she qualified for the Tokyo Olympics as a 21-year-old, is uh, right now the fastest woman in the world. She won the women's 100-meter dash at the Olympic um, qualifying trials. Uh, running the hundred meter dash and like a, I think it was a ten point eight six or some shit like that, like fucking fast as shit. Um, shout out to her. I think she's gonna blow it like blow it out the water in the Olympics. Um, and second um, is Allison Felix, one of the most decorated sprinters in you know of all time. She just qualified for her fifth Olympics at the age of thirty five. Uh, she's been she was in Athens, Beijing, London, Rio, and now she's qualifying for the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympics. Uh, she, we all know that she went through a whole bunch of bullshit with Nike when she re-signed her contract in 2017. Nike gave her a 70% pay cut because she was pregnant. Um, what? Yeah, that shit was... And then, earlier this year, Nike released, like, a big-ass ad that was basically, like, showing mad love to pregnant athletes, and she called bullshit. Um, but I think she got her money, um, and she deserves it. Like, a lot of motherfuckers don't make two Olympics, and she's made five, so... Shout out to them. Um, and then last but not least, we got a piece of fan love um, from neat, from n.en.f. He DM'd us on Instagram and said, just started the podcast. Already love it. Love hearing knowledgeable dudes who respect and know sports. Great job. Shout out to you, Ian. Um, appreciate you for sticking with us. Um, we're the best podcast in North Carolina. And if anybody has something to say about it, you can fight Calvin. Um, <laughs> but yo, let's start. Let's start the podcast, man. 
you know we starting uh this week um uh, the nba this is a strictly nba podcast we're gonna get back to our nfl uh pr- division predictions next week when calvin is back but it's too much nba shit to talk about to not talk about it um <laughs> the nba second round of the playoffs just ended uh we had the nets collapse the jazz were fool's gold but we got to talk about Ben Simmons Philly. first, man. We got to talk about Ben oh, Simmons first. Yay, I'm going to give you the floor first since you are the resident Philly fan and then everybody else can jump in. Um, uh, Philadelphia 76ers just lost in the second round for the third year in a row. It is the eighth year of the process. They have no conference finals appearances to show for it. Um, it started with the Drew Holiday trade back in, I want to say, 2013. He turned into Dario Saric and Markel Fultz and all them boys. Jimmy Butler came through. J.J. Reddick came through. Joel Embiid, is he healthy? Is he not healthy? That nigga's a dog, 31 and 13. Danny Green is in the building. The better Curry is in the building. Um, but it all it all boils down to one man, Ben Simmons, our native Aussie. Um 45 shots. He took 45 shots in the entire second round. In seven games, he took 45 shots. Perhaps the picture that will go, the, the picture that will, you know, sum up the process was him passing up a dunk, a wide open, butt naked dunk to give it to Matisse Thibel in traffic. Um, yay. You have the floor, man. Uh, give us your eulogy for Ben Simmons. He said a eulogy. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, it's tough, man. Um, you know, throughout the year, uh, you know, number one seed and beat MVP candidate, you know, he went down with the knee injury that, you know, we escaped that from being serious. And given how bad the Eagles season was, I thought this was, I thought we we're going to make up for it on the basketball end. But man, Ben Simmons, dog. I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to start. You know, as soon as the game ended, you know, it was, you know, I got to keep it PG. I got my little brother in here, but. Uh, it, it, it was it was forget Ben Simmons, trade him, send him off or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know how to feel, man. I'm still in shambles. I'm still in shock. Um, I felt like the series took a turn in game five when they had a chance to go up uh, three. Well, game four, when they had a chance to go up three, one and blew the 26 point lead. And then Ben Simmons, just inability. It's not even his inability to shoot the ball. It's him not even wanting any parts of the offensive end. Um, and they were playing four on five the whole series, so it's tough and it's heartbreaking, man. It, it, it was truly heartbreaking. I can't this this one to be quite honest. This one hurts worse than the Kawhi shot. Um, at least we lost to a better team with the Kawhi shot. I feel like this one. I, I felt like we should have beat these boys in five, maybe six. Where do y'all see uh, everybody else? Feel free to jump in. Where do y'all see the process going from here? Because Philly clearly can't go on and with a in good mind and spirit with the same product that they have right now where does the process go from here uh, um, i see this oh, go, go, go ahead peanut no josh got it go ahead josh all right well i was gonna say that i mean really if they're gonna get rid of ben simmons the only thing that they could really reasonably get in return is like a mid-grade like score and they need an elite score to pair with Joel O'B. Somebody who's a perimeter player that doesn't have to force him to be a perimeter player. I'm on the block. Like a day, like, I mean, of course, if you could trade Ben for Dame, that would be the ideal situation because Dame, I feel like, is a perfect fit to, to with, you know, Seth Curry and those complimentary pieces who could go get their own bucket 
as well as, you know, carry when he's a little tired. But in terms of the process, I think it's just going to have to be, like, retooled. Something's going to have to change. I I think Ben Simmons has the best potential out of anybody on that team, even Joel Embiid. It's just a matter of does he want to reach that goal? Does he want it for himself? Apparently, I mean, apparently something came out today. I think, yeah, you had put it in the chat that we were in. Ben doesn't work on his game. Apparently, a lot of people around the Philadelphia organization says he's babied by the only motherfuckers he keep around him is his family. He's babied. He does not. Sh- you know, what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. Kobe is right here in terms of preparation. That's what we that's what we judge everybody. Kobe, Braun, the ghost, Mike, the goats. That's what we judge yeah. preparation by. And then Ben down here with with with, with TJ McConnell. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, yeah. TJ work hard. <laughs> TJ McConnell works hard. Peanut, talk to me, dog. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna disrespect you, boys. <laughs> just stop calling it the process. I don't know what that is. Y'all need to just rebuild that whole organization. Get hey. uh, Joel to drop about fifty pounds. Get Ben the fuck up out of there expeditiously, fast. Uh, question. So Ben Simmons is owed $145 million over the next four years. Jelani, would you say his trade value has dropped? How much and where the fuck can this nigga go? Because if he's on the Philadelphia 76ers roster next year, they might burn the stadium down. It's that bad. Yeah, I mean, I think his trade value has dropped exponentially. Like, I mean, it, it's the only one whose uh, trade value has dropped similarly is uh, Porzingis. Yeah. And the only reason I take Ben Simmons over Porzingis is because he's less injury prone. Um, I think like a good fit for him would maybe be out in Portland. I know you talked about Dane, but maybe you could get like a CJ McCollum. Um, another place I heard about was uh, the Timberwolves, and he could go be lazy with Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> they flip um, D'Lo to come down there. And I don't know, that may not be a terrible situation. I think they got the size and the defense for it, but I think it's done for him in Philly for sure. I mean, if I was a Philly fan, I would I would have burned the jersey already and done all that stuff. Yo, yay. Why are Philly fans so fucking mean, dog? Y'all niggas are ruthless <laughs> as fuck. Yo, niggas was burning his jersey outside the stadium. <laughs> Philly been going well, through it for the past, like, five years. <laughs> Like in like, all sports, like I've always said, you know, Philadelphia is a very blue collar city. You know, you work for everything that you get. You work hard. You perform well. You give it your all. And when you got a guy like Ben Simmons, and I, I can't remember who said it earlier, was like Josh talking about his potential. As a Sixers fan, we've been saying that since his rookie year. We've been thinking year in and year out, okay, maybe this is the year that he gets a jump. Maybe this is the year that he takes. And it's like every single it's I find myself every single summer seeing these pickup videos of him shooting jumpers and fadeaways and all this stuff. And then it comes to game time and he don't want no parts of it. And so I think you're at a point right now where, you know, I know you everyone saw Joel's comment as far as, you know, the game took a turn when we passed up a dunk for, you know, a foul. Um, You know, that was obviously a shot at Ben. And then, you know, Doc Rivers saying, you know, I don't know if he can be a championship point guard. I think we're getting at the point where it's like, all right, you're not making any progress towards developing a jump shot. And maybe you are, but clearly mentally you don't want to take it. And we're, we know with Joel, you know, it's kind of a, it, I don't like to use this phrase, but it's kind of a ticking time bomb. Like as far as Joel, because of, of his injuries, we don't know how much longer we're going to have of him. And for him to average 31 and 13 on a torn meniscus 
and that gets squandered away because you got, you know, who's supposed to be your second best player taking, you know, three shots a game. It, it, it's, it, it's frustrating. So it's, but on the flip side of it, like Jelani was talking about, his trade value has dropped so low. I don't even know if it's worth trading him because you're not going to get much value for him. Like the yeah. CJ McCollum is, is cool. But to me, CJ McCollum is like a more scoring version of Seth Curry, but Seth Curry is a little bit better of a shooter, but he's like a scoring Seth Curry. So that I don't really know if that necessarily makes us better. Um, the D'Angelo Russell, maybe I just don't see him as a championship piece. We may be in a situation to where we just got to be like, yo, get in the gym, work on your jumper and force him to be uncomfortable in shooting and get better that way and, and try it out like that. But I would just hate to waste Joel's prime because I think he's a, I think he's a very, he's a generational talent and that, that talent shouldn't be wasted. Yeah, man. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, I was going to say real quick that just like, I feel like by, by making Ben the scapegoat of this whole playoff series, it's kind of lazy and it lacks accountability because Doc Rivers could have made proper adjustments to, there was to, no adjustment. What adjustment should he have made? Wait, so wait, I, I, I got an adjustment. I think he should have benched that nigga Ben with six minutes left to go in game six, I believe. It was either six or seven. I, it's, it's eluding me. But he should have benched him. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like if Ben wasn't playing, he hurt y'all so much down the stretch. And I mm -hmm. really believe passing that ball with the, with, with the dunk. I think that sucked the life out of everything because I think Joel Joel wanted to DDT that nigga on the court as soon as that happened. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. And, and that's cool too, but like, at, also at the end of that game, Joel and B made a key turnover in the end of that game where Gallinari stole from him on a on a breakaway dunk. Like I just I, I understand that Ben is like a big part of the problem, but let's not make it seem like he's the only problem. He's ben still averaged Ben averaged <laughs> nine points a game in the series. I could have gave you that. <laughs> now wait, I, I could say the best player on the team. We'll though. Say he's the, the Philadelphia the for like the last. Yeah, but five. your value, your Go value ahead, can't just be how much you score. He's also a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. Like you can't, you can't defensive well, player. Trey Young, Trey Young was ben. giving it to him. Trey Young yeah. was giving him 30. Well, Josh, question for you. Question, question. <laughs> Name one thing Ben Simmons did well in this playoff series. Pass the ball. If you if you look at the analytics. <laughs> That's fair, Peanut. When ben, when ben Simmons was guarding Trey Young, Trey Young was held to like 38% um, field goal percentage or like 31 and, from three. And you know like what? That. You're you're right right there because Trey Young – Stunk up the fucking Trey Young tried to throw the game. Game yeah, seven. Hey, the, red, the the ginger mamba came out came out to play. Kevin Kevin Huerter came out to play. And, and to Josh's point, to Josh's point, that's where Doc Rivers should have made the adjustment because uh, Trey Young was terrible in the first half, and they yeah. was getting torched by Herter, bro. All you needed to do was get the ball out of his hands. Trey wasn't hitting wide open threes. That's where I think you can point some blame at Doc you, as far as coaching. You know what's crazy as hell? Kevin Herter is a great example of how good – I know we always talk about how good NBA players are. Did you know this nigga was Mr. New York Basketball in, 28, in 2016? I didn't even know he was from New York. <laughs> nigga, right! <laughs> like, anyway, but I, I feel you, Josh. I do. I, I don't want to make – like, I put on social media yesterday – I was like, yo, Ben, I've, I've been, I tried to defend you all these years. But it's hard to not make him the scapegoat when at least it looked like everybody else tried. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, I think nine Doc, 
points a game. I think Doc could have made adjustments. I do. I think we got to start really looking critically at Doc Rivers as a coach because that if he did not have that 08 finals championship, Doc Rivers will be looked at a lot differently. He has, he folded in 03 with Tracy and Grant Hill. He, you know, after the 08 championship with the Celtics, they looked real pedestrian. You know, the he folded with the Clippers in 15. I mean, with the, yeah, with the Clippers in 15, then folded with the Clippers again last year. It's just, I don't know, but it's just really hard. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I'll say one. I, I know every, I know his track record speaks to, you know, him not making adjustments, him not being a coach. This series wasn't on Doc at all. There was nothing he could do because all the problems that the, that the Philadelphia 76ers had were offensively. When they blew the 26-point lead, you know what? You know why they blew it? It's because they're putting Ben Simmons on the line and he went four for 14 from the damn free throw line. Like, you, there's no adjustment there. Like, yeah, you can take him out and kill his confidence to where you can't even really put him back in. It's too late for that. Or, you know what I'm saying? So he was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because it's like, yeah, you can bench him. But then at the end of the day, like, you don't really have too many more playmakers and you don't have anyone to really go out there and lock down, you know, Trey Young for an extended amount of time. His hands were tied. And offensively, you're playing four on five. I don't think it was on Doc at all. I think this loss is on Ben Simmons, his lack of free throw, his, his, his poor Poor free throw shooting That's and his serious. lack of ability on offense. Yeah, I just nine nine points a game. He's getting paid thirty million dollars a year. Josh, nine points a game. Josh, go uh, go ahead, and then we're gonna move on. Got two quick points. I got somebody a name that nobody's bringing up, and that's uh-huh. Tobias Harris. Where was he? We put an APB out for that man because I don't know where the fuck he was that whole series. He, but I mean, I don't think we expect like. I mean, me personally, like watching the Sixers, I'm like, when I'm looking at the Sixers, I'm looking at Embiid and I'm looking at uh, Garbino. I'm not looking at <laughs> Tobias. Like, I'm not expecting him to help carry the Sixers. Like, that's not what I'm looking at. And I hope nobody else was looking at that. This nigga said, Garbino. I can mean, say to wait, Tobias one other averaged 19.73, shot 48, exactly, 36, Josh. and 84. So. He, he, like he he did he what did. he was supposed to do. He, 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 did. he did what he was supposed to if do. You give me 20, if you give me 20, if you give me 20 and four as a third option, I can't be mad. Go ahead, yeah. Cool. One one other thing I'll say, because it's kind of getting lost in this. Shout out to the, the Hawks, man. Yeah, oh. Nate McMillan, yeah. whoever their GM is, they built that team very good from the ground up. That starting lineup, you got you herders. Danilo Gallinari, Lou John Will. Collins. They built that team good, and they can't. John Collins is a good. I can't stand Trey Young, but the rest of those boys, they they did their thing. Pops off to them, and hats off to Nate McMillan because you know they at the end of the day they still had to go out there and win the win the series, and they did just that. I will say for before we move on to the Nets, uh, shout out to the Hawks and their their front office because and this not not taking a shot at Philly or anything, but the Hawks were able to. Make the Easter Conference Finals in 2016, completely dismantle the entire team. Kyle Corver, Al Horford, Jeff Teague, them boys are no longer there. And then rebuild and make the Easter Conference Finals again within five years. So shout out to them. Nate McMillan, you get all the props from me. Um, take that interim tag the fuck off and get that nigga a blank check when the season is over and say write a number. Because they were 14 and 20 before Nate McMillan took over. 
like they were spiraling. There were there were thoughts about John Collins getting traded. Trey Young and John Collins apparently were at odds with each other. And now Trey, now Quavo was in the locker room dancing and straightening um, <laughs> after the game. So uh, shout out, shout out ATL, man. Uh, let's move on real quick. Uh, we had another collapse um, from the number two seed in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this one was a little bit more cut and dry injuries. James Harden, um, shout out to him, kind of, sort of hamstring injury, but he played 40 plus minutes in game six and seven. Kyrie Irvin, this yeah. nigga, yo, Kyrie Irvin, y'all ever seen that episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob and Patrick were hall monitors and SpongeBob was looking for the criminal and the criminal was actually him and he saw the, the, the most wanted poster. Kyrie Irvin started to look like the most wanted nigga, bro. He started like the most wanted because generational talent, first ballot Hall of Famer, probably, maybe one day. But that nigga kind of hurts teams more than he helps them when it comes to, like, since the shot in 2016 to win that ring with Cat with the Cavs. I, I don't know, man, but shout out to KD. I don't want to hear any KD slander. He did what the fuck you <laughs> asked him to do. He did. He did what you asked him to do. Fifty-three minutes in Game Seven, hit that shot. The, the one of the most difficult shots I've seen. And then his he just lost his legs. You know, what I'm talking about at halftime. I mean, overtime with the air ball. Um, Jelani, what's your take on, on the Brooklyn Nets? Will they be back? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I see no reason why they wouldn't be back. Um, I think they'll be able to attract some talent that the Lakers won't be able to get this year. Um, I think James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant, they're only going to get better working as like a cohesive unit going forward. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing them next year. And I have a hard time picking them to not win the championship when you really only need two of them to come out the East. Um, so I'm not really seeing anybody improve uh, in the East unless there's some like crazy trade going on. So I, I actually have them as favorites to win it all next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree. Peanut, what you think? I don't know. I think they might break them net boys up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what? Why, Peanut, why would they do that? <laughs> Get Kyrie up out of there, bro. I don't I like Kyrie just simply because I'm a Duke fan, but he's toxic. <laughs> like, I mean, you're not. Since, <laughs> you're like, not he wrong. Stayed, why he stayed injured, bro? Like, when he was with the Celtics, remember they went to the playoff, like, they was – when Kyrie got injured, they was balling the fuck out without Kyrie. They was looking good. Kyrie came back. Every, like, every time Kyrie plays for a team, they just look bad, bro. Like The team itself look good, but they don't win. I think what you mean is every time Kyrie plays without LeBron. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> every time he plays without LeBron. Yeah. With Kyrie with LeBron, three years, finals appearances, and he was balling. Kyrie without LeBron. Eight made it. Uh, I think he has. I think he's made it to the East Conference Finals once. Um, I'm just no, saying he hasn't made. He hasn't made it to the East Conference Finals. Oh, uh, but you can't really say that because it's LeBron. Like who was good without LeBron? Or Star Wars? Thank you for proving my point. What you just said. Thank you. No further questions. Josh, go ahead. I hate you. <laughs> um, I don't like just to bounce off something I heard. I forgot who said it, but um, about like the Nets attracting free agents. I don't think about the Lakers. I know it's like a Nets question, but about the Lakers is about attraction. It's more about fit, more so the, the Nets just need more talent. Like the Nets need more talent outside of what their main core is. And if they could accomplish that this offseason, I don't see why they won't be at least at the very least in the mix, like a final four team. 
Well, um, I think it's less. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what Josh be talking about. They got hurt. <laughs> right, they, they got, got hurt. Okay. They don't need. They got three. They got three. Listen, they got three Hall of Famers, thirty point in they sleep type guys. James Harden was clearly James Harden was clearly uh, hampered by his hamstring. Got rushed back because Kyrie got hurt. Now I will, and, and the okay. Bucks were fully loaded. Wait, I'll say this. I'll say this, Josh. The talent's already like the talent around them. It's already there. Like let's <laughs> let's take KD, Kyrie, and James out the equation. I don't know what Blake Griffin's going to do. I don't necessarily know if he like upped his like stock to where another team's going to want to give him like a thirty million dollar deal or whatever. But let's say Blake Griffin stays. He clearly was playing the every night I break my bones and every morning I break my legs act with <laughs> Detroit, right? He's there. Nicholas Claxton's only going to get better. You have guys like, what, what's my man's name? Yay. Joe oh, Harris. No, not Joe Harris, but Joe Harris. Oh, Mike James. Mike, Mike James. You got Spencer Dinwiddie coming back. Now, his agent <laughs> says he might not resign, but we're just speaking as if he comes back. You got serviceable bigs like DeAndre Jordan on the bench. I really just think you're just looking at going to get veteran minimums types guys but the core is there joe harris niggas just need to stay healthy and show up there's no reason joe harris should be shooting 48 percent from three in the regular season and then 32 percent in the playoffs you know what i'm talking about like the talent I'm, and like yay said bro i don't think it gets much better than a kd harden and kyrie when they're gelling and healthy like what my, what, my, what other talent do you need josh my main point in being that like when was the last time Kyrie Irving healthy throughout the whole playoffs? When was the last time? When 2016. Was, when's the last time we've seen James Harden perform to the best of his ability throughout the playoffs? 2018. No, no, no. He was hooping every playoff. No, he, so no, Josh, in 2018, that was the Rockets championship. And then Chris, Chris Paul got hurt. And remember mostly that. what I, Mostly what I mean is I they need players that can fill in. Like when Kyrie Irving's not on the court, you have also another scorer whose KD doesn't have to drop 50 points a night every night. You know, somebody that can come out like what Spencer Dinwiddie should have been this year. Like they needed that. Like they need more players like so, Spencer. So, so, so Josh, Josh, Josh said they need to just get the Olympics. So wait, hold up. My question is Tokyo. Josh. They, Josh, they need Josh, Josh, here's my question. That's what I'm saying. They need, they need decent role players, yeah. not just guys. Yeah. For example, they had a chance to get PJ Tucker. But before he that signed to the Bucks, they had player. a chance to get PJ Tucker. <laughs> that would have been a defender. He would have brought energy, and that would have been all they needed to get out of this series. They needed somebody to guard Giannis, and who would have been Yo, like, hey, the way that he was on. Did y'all uh, just say PJ Tucker would have won them the series? Are y'all really talking? One hundred percent. They took it to seven and lost. They came down. But, wait, yeah, but, my, but like, my question is this: the same, the same. Hey, hang on, hang on. The same PJ Tucker who was getting. 40 given to him by KD every night. That yeah, PJ Tucker was gonna win in the series. Okay, yes, yes. The the series. Wait, hold up. No, no, no. PJ Tucker got, got 40 every night. He did. However, he missed that last shot because he was exhausted. Because yes. PJ was working him throughout the entire series. Don't know. No, wait. My and, question is this. My question is this. The game clearly comes down to one final shot in overtime, right? What makes you like? Doesn't that mean that the team itself is probably fine? In a sense, you know what I'm talking about? Like, if Kyrie is healthy, James Harden is not hampered. Like, doesn't that mean they're like, I would, I would, I would kind of see your point if they were getting drilled, if it was like they're losing by 10, losing by seven, losing by eight. But if Kate, like, honestly, it's not even about KD missing the last shot. If KD didn't wear a size 17 and his toe one on the line, they win the game. 
Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, if he wore a 15... I mean, yeah, I, like, and if Giannis wasn't under uh, Kyrie's leg, they wouldn't have to be even worried about it. This game would have went five series. That's what I'm saying. You have to prepare for situations that, that call for the unexpected. For you to just be like, all right, we got K- Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. We ain't got to worry about nothing else. Obviously, but, those things got exposed. But, what you but, like, but, but Josh, my question is, so Nicholas Claxton, Blake Griffin, nobody could predict the Spencer Dinwiddie's catastrophic injury. Um, uh, Joe Harris, the best three-point shooter in the league. What, like, what, 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 what else are they missing? A six-man. They don't have a six-man. Yeah, they need That's a solid Okay, six. Uh, now, I, I, sure, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Because I, I don't know if there – now, yeah, I don't know if there is a bona fide six-man on the team. But, however, when your t- best three players can average 30, why the fuck do you need one? You they don't have to use some defense, could they not? Like, y'all no, no, they okay, but no, 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 okay, now that's true. Them niggas suck ass at defense. However, when you can average one twenty a game and you have the best offensive rating in history, do you need defense? No, yes. <laughs> you, you do. You need I mean, yeah, do. I think we all every night they were still putting up one twenty a night with or without Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Or- and half of James Harden just because. Mm-hmm. So KD. that means they would have put up 135 a night with them boys? Come on. You don't know that. Yes. And they would have won the that. series, yeah. which is my whole point. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I will say, I think, I think we're, I think we are nitpicking these niggas. I think we're nitpicking them. We all can agree they're probably going to be a top two seed next year, no matter what the fuck they do, as long as those three black niggas are still on the team. Like, they're going to find a way because I don't really see teams in the East getting drastically better. Miami has to bribe Kawhi and we don't know what Kawhi is going to look like because Kawhi is really the only big free agent on the market. Philly, Unless they trade for Ben. How does that make... <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. no. But Miami's missing... We don't, need, don't even discuss it. No, no, because Josh is a Miami fan. We, I have, Josh, we haven't got the chance to talk since y'all got eliminated. I think what Miami's missing is a closer. Right. They're missing a number. They're missing a volume scoring closer. Right. Like they're missing a Bradley Beal, a Zach Levine, similar to what Philly's missing. They're missing a value because Joel Embiid is not necessarily a closer. You know what I'm talking about? You need like a a perimeter closer. I, I think, think that's Jimmy what Butler, missing. I feel like Jimmy Butler is perfectly fine as question. a closer. Now, question. It just depends on what you need from your closer. Is Well, OK. Is Jimmy Butler good enough? To be your number one player and you win a championship. Is, Not he, this is he Josh? And what I mean by that, is he good enough to do what Dame did in game five against Denver? Is he good enough to do what fucking uh who did the cat? Is he good enough to do what Ben what, what Devin Booker did in game six against LA? Like, can you say, Jimmy, I need 41 tonight? Can, is he good enough? I mean, I feel like y'all going to clown me, but yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it just depends what the team around him. Like, if the team is, like, very well built around him. Like, we've seen last year, Jimmy went and go get you a 40-point triple-double in the finals. He's He can do it. It's just a now, matter if. Well, my question is this. So, I, <laughs> shout out to Jimmy what he did last year. I'm not taking anything away from him. However, I think this season right here gave us a more clear. They gave us another sample size to look at. Um, and when it came to the Bucks series, you had Jimmy had four chances to really kind of put the team on his back, especially in game one. And they came up short. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that Jimmy 
is similar to a Paul George, someone that we've looked at kind of. No, Jelani, don't don't do me like that. I'm sitting. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, you gotta be finished. He's similar to a Paul George in the sense that I think Paul George has got people have looked at Paul George through the lens of a number one on and off for a long time. But Jimmy is really a number two walking in a number like he's really a number two in a sense that people have looked at I as mean, a number yeah. one. I could I can understand it either way. Like I I I think a better way of saying it is he's a fringe number one guy because if the team is just has a lot of That's depth fair enough. and you I'll, know I'll what I'm saying? like like if the team got shooters around him and and you know all those guys are playing well and doing their jobs, I don't see why not. But like I mean I I guess I understand the argument as well because Jimmy's not gonna go out and get you thirty five a night if you need that. Yeah, I think Jimmy, like you really need de- what Jimmy does well is he's gonna come out, he's gonna give you 115%. He's going to lock down on defense and he's going to mm-hmm. give you, I just, I don't think you're going to win a championship by putting the pressure on him to give you 29, eight and seven in a final series. You know what I'm saying? But, Bring in a volume scorer, let Jimmy and Bam fall back to a two and three role. And I think they'll flourish more like that. You know what I'm saying? And you're in the perfect place to do that. You have the ambitious president. You're in Miami. People want to play there. Like, you, it's not like we're talking about Denver or fucking Sacramento. Like you're in the perfect place think, to attract somebody like that. Go ahead, yeah. I think I think a guy like Jimmy, and we kind of get off topic, but I think a we guy are. like Jimmy, it. it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a Chris Paul and Devin Booker dynamic. So like Devin Booker is the the score. He's the guy who's going to get you thirty a night. But everybody knows Chris Paul is what makes everything go. And Chris, it's Chris Paul's team. And I think Jimmy Butler is more so that to where like he has the leadership, all the vi- everything you want in, other, in the number one, except the high volume scoring. So he can if they can pair him like what you said, like with a Bradley Bill or something who can go get 30 a night. But Jimmy is still Jimmy's team. So, yes, he's still the number one, but it may not be he may not be the number one scorer. Yeah, that, that's really what I meant. Like, he's not going to be your focal point, but he's definitely going to be the glue guy. Like, he's going to be your guy. MVP, but he's not going to be your, you know. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> that's why Jimmy – and Jimmy, I think he got his just due. He got his flowers at the end of the season, I believe. Was he number – was he first or second team all defense? Second team. Second team. And then he was second team all NBA. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, the talent and whatnot is there, but I yeah. think the Suns, the Suns are really laying out a blueprint right now of – you know, team dynamics, team ball, bring in a Chris Paul, bring in a leader to pair with your volume score. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, nobody's really getting drastically better in the East. We all agree the Nets have what it takes to get there. Go ahead, yeah. One other thing I will also say as far as the Nets series, late in games, Steve Nash got outcoached. Um, and, you could, and you could see that. Um, a lot of their late game inbound plays for like, you know, late, just late game inbound plays, we're very piss poor. Very piss poor. Very just kind of confusing. Like the one where um, uh, what's her name? Bruce, Bruce Brown. Bruce Bone. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Like that. Even that play, like it broke down because it just wasn't a good play. So I, it was just a few coaching things that I was like, yeah, he's he's not he's not necessarily ready. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine a year or two though. Yeah, they'll be fine. Moving on. Uh, the second round is over. Like we said, the conference finals are now here. We have the Clippers and the Suns, and then we have the Hawks and the Bucks. If we all would have bet $200 at the beginning of the season, we'd all be out $200 because who in the fuck <laughs> saw this coming? A lot of people are talking about, oh, the ratings. Adam Silver is mad. Where's Steph? Where's LeBron? Where's KD? 
I, I'm enjoying it, man. This has been some really good basketball. Um, I, I love watching the Suns. I'm definitely tuned in tonight to watch the Clippers and Suns game too. Uh, but sure. Jelani, let's talk about uh, we we got we got we got to hit the the Clippers. The Clippers superseded expectations. Kawhi goes out. He does not play game five or six. Uh, the Jazz, everybody, we were clutching our pearls, thinking we were going to have to watch a fucking Rudy Gobert, the Frenchman, lift the finals MVP trophy, possibly. Uh, but Paul George stepped up. Terrence Mann stepped up. Batum, Patrick Beverly, those guys, they played as a team. Tyron Liu is 12-1 and one in his coaching career when he is coaching in an elimination game. What are your thoughts on the Clippers superseding expectations and where do the Jazz go from here? And I'll also add there were reports before the playoffs started that Donovan Mitchell is not super happy where he is in the Jazz Jazz's organization. Um, they got some questions to handle next year. Do you want to resign Michael Conley? Will you, you, you know what, what do you do with Rudy Gobert? He's making $47 million, $41 million in the 2023 season. Let's talk Clippers and Jazz, Jelani. All right. Yeah. So with the Clippers, first off, I want to say I, I picked them to win this series. Um, you know, pat myself on the back for this. Um, but I'm a Paul George apologist. So he actually performed to my expectations finally. I think he can score at every level. He's a solid defender. So I was very happy to see uh, what they did in that series. And I kind of I want them to beat the Suns. I know that's not super popular, but uh, I found myself cheering for them in game, game one. And I think they have a chance if uh, Chris Paul doesn't come back anytime soon. I could see them winning tonight. Uh, they put up a good fight in game one. Um, but for the Utah Jazz, if I were um, in that back office, I'd do everything in my power to re-sign everybody on that team um, because I live in Utah and nobody wants to come and play there. Um, it's a terrible place. It's not a place you really want to visit. So, I mean, this is about as good as it gets. Um, uh, I would look at like the international market as far as players and see if I could draft a rookie from overseas or something like that. But I mean, you're not about to pick up a big superstar. Uh, maybe you can find a replacement for Mike Conley. Uh, he didn't really do too much and he's a bit injury prone. But I mean, I really don't see them getting much better given the fact that they play in Utah. It must be very stressful to be a GM in Portland, Utah, Orlando, Charlotte. Like, yo, if we don't fucking knock it out of the park, if those fucking lottery balls don't fall in our, like, in our direction, we're screwed. Who the fuck wants to come play with us? Josh, what are your thoughts on the Clippers, dog? Um, The more I watch them the more I realize how ass Patrick Beverly is. <laughs> I'm always seeing him. I'm always watching him get cooked <laughs> and just put up terrible <laughs> shots the whole game. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I honestly thought the Jazz was going to work the Clippers after Kawhi was out. But Paul George yeah. showed me something. I wouldn't say I'm a Paul George apologist because, like, low-key, sometimes I'll just be like, fuck that nigga because he'd be doing dumb shit and just <laughs> making bad plays and, you know, like, I don't know, like, but. It's cool to see him, like, get his mental back, like, you know what I'm saying, strive through that 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 confidence issue he was having. And so, you know, I'm, I'll am always root for the underdog. So, like, and I, I really fuck with, you know, PG's comeback story. But in terms of, like, what I expect from them, I don't really expect it. I feel like the, the Suns are going to take their booties this, this, this series. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be really bad, especially when Chris Paul comes back. I feel like they're really going to get, get at them because – 
If, if if Devin Booker's doing that to you without Chris Paul, imagine what what was going to happen when Chris Paul's setting him up where he doesn't have to work for his own buckets. I feel like that's just an issue. I got the I have Phoenix Suns going the whole way, and I don't even think it's going to be close. I think that the most games they'll play in any of the uh, next two series is probably going to be six games at most. Fair enough. Um, I think this. I think the Clippers have a a good story in a sense. Like it's easy to hate them. You know, they're the little brother to the Lakers, but. I don't necessarily hate the Clippers. I don't want them to beat the Suns because we're team Chris Paul around this bitch. Even though that nigga, he's Chris Paul's also been ruled out for game two tonight, just so y'all know. I just really want the basketball gods to go bother somebody else. Go yeah. go mess <laughs> with fucking DeMontis Sabonis or something, my nigga. Like, go fuck with somebody else. Leave Chris Paul alone. That nigga <laughs> didn't do nothing to y'all, bro. Like, damn, nigga, yeah. nigga got couldn't go to the Lakers. Then he went the, the, the Clippers get 3-1 and 15. Just come on. Leave him alone. But, yay. Talk to me about the Clippers, man, and the Jazz, if we want to talk about them sorry-ass niggas. Um, the Jazz lost the series. Uh, I, I think in game six – yeah, that was a closeout game. Um, Quinn Snyder got outcoached. Um, the Clippers went small. They went with five perimeter players, and he kept Rudy Gobert sorry-ass in. Um, and he was lost <laughs> out there, and it, it, it's just, it uh, we, just speaks we, to once. We about to just talk about Rudy. To, oh, 100%. <laughs> it just speaks to once again, like my point and why I thought Ben Simmons deserved defense player of the year. Like Draymond said, you know, there's situations where you can't put Rudy Gobert um, in the game because of his lack of ability, you know, on the defensive end. Uh, shout out to Terrence, man. I'm not giving Paul George any credit. Paul George is just making up for lost time and, and, and failures from last year and shooting the ball off the damn backboard in game seven last year. Uh, shout out to Terrence Mann for getting 39 uh, in game six. But I, I think they I think they got their hands full with the Suns. I think they'll probably lose this series in about five. I don't think I don't think Kawhi is going to come back. It doesn't seem like it. You know, ACL spring. And if he does come back, he'll probably be a show of himself. And Devin Booker is just playing on a whole nother level right now. Um, so I, I think they're going to get them boys up out of there quick. Um, let's talk about Rudy Gobert for a second, man. Um, y'all know we on on this show, dog. Fuck Rudy Gobert, FGB. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Rudy Gobert's contract over the next five years. Next year, he makes 35 million. The year after, 38, 41, 43. And in the 2025, 2026 season, when I am 35. Rudy Gobert will be bringing in $47 million off of his contract alone. I think that the NBA, I'm, I, me and Waye, we, we've butted heads before because I like to look at analytics. Waye's an eye test guy, but we kind of meet in the middle. But I'm team Waye here because I don't know, man. I feel like the analytics guys got it wrong with picking defensive player of the year. I feel like when you're like a rim protector that stays two feet away Bet. from the back. Hey, Peanut, when you're a rim protector that stays two feet away from the basket, I feel like a lot of those advanced analytics are going to go in your favor anyway. And Rudy Gobert got exposed. Reggie Jackson's going to get a big ass contract this summer because he you looked think so? Nigga, he looked like he, yeah. Rudy Gobert he's made him wild. look like he looked like Air Jordan at 85. Like Rudy, Rudy, he can't like the the reason I love Draymond Green so much is because his defensive and intellectual ability is so great. He's the best pick and roll defender in the league. And I feel like if you cannot defend the pick and roll adequately, you should not be the defensive player of the year. Rudy, you know go, what, go ahead. 
the thing about Rudy Gobert with me, and as glad I'm glad you brought you brought that up. I think he more works off instincts than IQ. Like he's so lengthy, and he doesn't he can't move his feet real well, so he doesn't like he doesn't really have an advantage other than his long arms. So he can get you know even when he's not in the play, he can get in the play. And I forgot where um, I forgot where I heard it from, but like there's some advanced at, uh, analytics somewhere that that states that Rudy Gobert is like pound for pound the greatest defender of all time based off what he does, um, like in terms of analytics, like how he affects shots in the paint and his block shots and things like that. I think Rudy Gobert is pretty ass. Like he can't do anything. <laughs> I thought you were going. I thought you were about to say I think Rudy Gobert is pretty great, and you're about no, to get. I don't know you're... what Josh be about to say. I'll be on the edge. <laughs> um, but yo, I got. I have something for people listening to this show, and this this goes for everybody here, other than me and Waye. I will mm-hmm. give twenty dollars to anyone. Me personally, out of my pocket, I'll give twenty dollars to anyone between now and next Tuesday at 12 p.m. Easter who DMs us on Instagram with the best Rudy Gobert slander. Be creative. It can be a yo mama joke. I don't give a fuck. Rudy Gobert slander. We need to... I'm going to add 10 into it. Rudy Rudy needs to answer for his crimes. And that is what we're here for. We're helping the people. We're doing the good work. Um, But let's, let's hit the suns real quick, man. Uh, we're all, I think we're all, who, who do y'all got winning the Western Conference Finals? Jelani. Um, all right, let me clarify. Is this who I want to win or who I think will win? Both. Uh, I want the Clippers to win, but I think the Suns will win. Okay. Why, yeah? Uh, I got, I got the Suns in five. Josh. Suns in four. Peanut. Suns in six. I got the Suns. Josh is, Josh is smoking if he thinks the Suns is going to sweep the Clippers. I yeah. mean, Peanut, why wouldn't they though? Yeah, I'm not saying they will, but why wouldn't they? I don't they? think so. I just, I just don't feel it. Like, I don't feel like the Clippers is going to get twelve. I, I don't just don't. If Chris, it. if Chris Paul was healthy, I would absolutely agree with Peanut as far as the sweep. If Chris Paul was healthy and Kawhi wasn't, but I think, I think the, I think the Clippers will get one at home, but. I think they get. They can get. They can squeeze. I think they're gonna squeeze two in. I gotta win it too. I um, I don't know, man. I think the the Suns play a really good for version of team basketball. They're really well coached, but the Clippers are really well coached too. I think they'll squeeze one out. Um, I think they'll win either game three or four at home. But um, I th- I think it's looking real ugly for them, especially if Chris Paul comes back because I don't think. Kawhi can even come back and look good like if it's what they say it is an ACL sprain or potential tear I don't know man but yeah I got sons in four or five if they win they'll be playing the winner of the Bucks Hawks series that tips off tomorrow if you're listening to this episode it tips off today the Hawks is gonna lose how many games <laughs> and peanut is gone okay uh <laughs> yeah but what do we wow. think should, should we should we clap it up for the Bucks? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> nah. They played. They played them real physicalist, and you know they played them well. But like we all know, if they were healthy, they wouldn't have had a chance. Like we all know that. So like it yeah. kind of just takes away from it a little bit. So I, I honestly thought that bitch was over when they went down. What did they? They went down two zero, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they went, went down two zero and injuries, but. Okay, but Bud was coaching for his damn life 
Like yeah. he was getting the the big boot. Um, but sh- sh- okay, if we're not clapping up the Bucks, can, can we clap up Giannis? Yes. Can we clap up? Can we clap, can we clap up Trey Young? Because I mean that man. <laughs> I mean, it was like, was he averaging like 29 and 11 in this last series? Just can't, I can't clamp him up because that last game, he stunk it up. He well, stunk, who expected like, them to juice this far. I mean, I, if I, if bro, everybody that's in the playoff, like, we didn't expect none of these teams really to make it this far. That's the Hawks especially, though. The Hawks especially. I like, would definitely say the Hawks that, especially, given, you know, their coaching issues. They were 14 and 20. Um but I mean, yeah, their their team their team beat us. Not not Trey Young didn't beat us. Trey Young takes I'm a, 20, 25 shots Yang, a game, so like, he gonna get twenty nine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not like I'm not trying to slander Trey Young. I'm not saying he's trash, but it's like, bro, you shooting forty shots. Of course you're gonna come out there and get thirty points if you shooting forty times. And and you can't and you can't breathe on him. You can't breathe on him, or they blowing you the whistle. Can't touch you him. Can't. You can't do it. The white running over this nigga back, like it's so much going on. Like, <laughs> he just he just knows how to play the with like play the refs. Like I mean, he yeah. he got that James Harden IQ when it comes to dra- drawing fouls. Like yeah, and he's, respect. and he's a lot he's a lot smaller than James, so he's gonna get more calls. That's why honestly, I do give Trey a little bit of blame. Like, what the fuck are you doing with all that flailing shit? But at the end of the day, man, I think you got to co- you got to correct the issue with the refs first, because if the refs not yeah. blowing the whistle, he not going to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the player, the game. I, 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 yeah, I can't get mad at him for saying, oh, the refs are ass. Let me let me fucking let me play to it. I'm little as fuck. If, yeah. if I run into fucking Dwight Howard, it's going to look like I got damn crashed my car into a wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't smaller Steph Curry. Yeah, I can't really be Steph. Steph don't even be doing that. Like, well, I'm, well, I mean, Steph, are you talking I mean, about they, in terms of skill? No, 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 of course not. No, oh. no, I'm not saying that. I'm just mean in terms of like their game, like they're outside shooters. They're shifty. They know how to get inside the lane, draw fouls, yeah. you know, like things of that nature. Fair enough. That's, that's fair. I thought she was saying he was as good as Steph. We was going to throw the tomatoes. We was going to throw the tomatoes at you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, you know, Josh, he liable to say anything. Nah, bro. My 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 takes at least are backed up by some sort of fact. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm still sorry you for the Dwight comment because it kind of like. No, bro. You, know what you said you can't. No, you can't do that. I, the, I, and what I meant, y'all know what I was trying to say. I wasn't saying that Dwight was Shaq, but he was on. He was on his way to what. He was on the projection of like, all right, this is going to be the next best dominant big man in the league that no one can stop. That was my point. I wouldn't say that, that don't mean right. that don't mean that don't mean he's Shaq, though. That don't mean he on his way I to being Shaq because there, there's a, there's a dominant. There's a level from dominant big man. And then there's Shaq level dominance. Yeah, he was, like, I understand what you were saying. Like he was the closest yeah, center yeah. we had to Shaq. Yeah, that's what I but meant. But he wasn't yeah. Shaq. Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. That's all yeah. I meant. It was close, but he was still like five countries away from Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I will say that Dwight was definitely, we talked about it before. He was like the last of the Mohicans of like the real big man in the league. Back to the basket. He dips with him and Shaq. He had no bag. Shaq had a little bit of a bag. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Shaq, yeah, Shaq, Shaq, you you know that that legendary clip of him and Mike like just squaring up one on one at the beginning, just bullshitting though at the, before the All Star game. Shaq hitting with the goddamn, mm-hmm. goddamn, goddamn spin. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Dwight, they had no fucking like, bag. 
Dwight, Dwight would fucking... had a bag. It no, just had a didn't. hole in it. It had a <laughs> hole in it. So he cut it. Like he, every time he tried to get in, his stuff was just falling out. Dwight would back you down, go to the bat, turn his shoulder, and do that stupid ass hook shot. He got I, that youngest bag. I'm telling you. I hated that shit so much, bro. But before we uh we got one more thing to touch on real quick, then we go get out of here. Uh quick thing, Jelani, who do you got in the finals? How many games? I got I got the Suns and the Bucks. I got the Suns and Six. Uh, Josh. Damn, that's tough. I got the Suns, and I'm going to just go out on the, on a limb and say the Hawks, but the Yuck. Phoenix and five. Phoenix and five. Uh, Peanut. Yeah. Phoenix and six. Easy. Against? Uh, it's, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's only two teams. <laughs> Atlanta. It's six. Yay. Um. I got I got the Phoenix going against Bucks. I think the Bucks are too big and they're they're kind of they're, they're pretty skilled offensively. Um, Phoenix versus the Bucks. If Chris Paul comes back for the series, uh, I say Phoenix in five. Man, that I think if the Suns win the championship, Chris Paul. I don't. You got to put Chris Paul as the greatest. You got to if they we, win. If the, if the Suns, let's say the Suns, if the Suns win the championship and Chris Paul somehow wins Finals MVP. We gonna have we gonna have to have a big ass pod the next week to give to to do a great. We got to reorganize the greatest point guard of all time list, because uh, you know Cal already got Chris Paul number one. Yeah, you know that nigga be Cal be smoking. He he, be, yeah. he Cal be on that Beano pack before he come record. But we gonna have to reorganize it, J- Jelani. Where you got Chris Paul right now? I don't think we ever talked about that. Like four or five. Okay, and yeah, you got. You got um, hold on, wait. Who you got above him? Though? Yeah, who you got above him? Uh, I'll give Magic. Uh, I don't know who am I missing. Steph. It's the typical. Yeah, mm, I de- I'll put Steph over him now. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Isaiah, I Steve, Jason. Yeah, I'll throw Isaiah over him. Um, and I'll leave him out. Uh, I ain't yeah. gonna put Isaiah over Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Right now, I got him as my 2B. I got Magic as 1, Steph as 2A, Chris as 2B. He win this chip. He he win this chip. I got him at 2. If he win the chip in finals MVP, he's still 2? 2. Okay. Peanut. He my number 4. If he win this chip, he can get number 3. I got Magic, Steph, and Oscar. Fair enough. Josh. I got him at 4. Um, but I think if he wins a championship, he could. I could be convinced to put him at two. Um, but it's it's magic. Oh, it's magic. Uh, Steph, Isaiah Thomas, and then uh, and then Chris Paul. Chris Paul winning this chip, it would be similar for him personally. It would be similar, like Dirk's chip. You know what I'm saying? Like Dirk yeah. was already solidified. It, it just it just meant a lot. Like, but, I just but, even, but even more though. Yeah, I I like, like there, there are certain championships that mean more than other ones. Like, I think LeBron's chip in 16 means more than all of his other chips combined. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, it, I think Brady's chip when they came back for 23-8 or 28-3, I think that means a little bit more just the way that they did it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, next question. Where do y'all have, if his season ended today, so if the Suns, 
had if coronavirus came back and they canceled the playoffs, the season ended today. Where do y'all rank Devin Booker at, in, in the league? Like, where is he ranked right now for you? Position wise or like overall? Just, just overall. Like if if LeBron is the best player in the world to you right now, or Steph or Dame is or whatever, where is Devin Booker? Is he top 10? Is he top five? Is he top 15? What With is he? his performance this year? He's my he's I give him top five. If we going out this year, you know, okay. peanut, 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 peanut. No, we're just talking overall, just like uh, body of work, what you expect from them. Like, where is he ranked for you? It's a hard question. Because top 10, he probably like around that seven spot. Seven, while, while y'all think about it, I'll give like, so I'll give like the people I think are above him. Bron, uh-huh. Dane, Steph, AD, uh, Luca. Um, James, James yeah. Harden, um, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. seven. Oh, shit. Uh, Kawhi, Joel. Man, Kawhi's a, I'm not putting Kawhi. Joel, um, and then there's another one. Uh, what's his, I'm gonna put Joker above him. Doncic. Joker, he's a, he's reigning MVP. Um, and then there's, there was an 11 one. I said Luca already. Uh, I think that's, is that it? Giannis. Yeah, but honestly, if I'm keeping it a whole bean, don't cancel me. Internet, internet, don't cancel me. I think Devin Booker's better than Giannis. I'm sorry. Don't cancel me, internet. I just watched him against the Nets. I thought that I jumped off the Giannis bandwagon officially when I watched him drive to the lane. James Harden stood there with his non-defensive ass. Giannis said, Wait, buffering stepped back to half court and then did an HB dive like Derrick Henry to the basket. <laughs> that nigga has no bag. Both of his MVPs were larceny. His MB James Harden and LeBron James should have more hardware in their mansions because Giannis is a he's I don't want to say he's a fraud. Good guy, nice guy. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. Game, but I'm sorry. Every nigga I just named from Dane to AD to LeBron to all when when healthy, they I think part of greatness is bro, you gotta have a bag at your respective position, my nigga. You gotta have a bag. I can't yeah, that age. But, like, but like hold on, bro. To, we get off, to get off to get off to get off Giannis though, but like it, it's tough because like all the names you name, but like yeah. it, it's some question like it's some other guys who I would kind of like question not necessarily question, but like who are kind of in the same like Level as deep, Tatum. Like, are you ta- are Tatum, Spider? Yeah. You, um, John Morant probably See, not probably in that. Was, in that no, yet. no cap. He's close. I would take Tatum over, but he's Booker, close though. too. Over well, Booker, I would take I, Jason me too. Booker. Me too. I, yeah, Tatum and but I think I'd put. It's hard because I feel right like there, like they kind of like. Uh, I feel like the top ten, like when we're talking top, like for la- like the last six years. The top five conversation in the NBA has been very easy. LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, a- the ADs, the Giannis's, the Dames, the Lucas. It's been very easy. We were just switching niggas in and out. Like when Steph won those MVPs in 15 and 16, he kind of started that little mini era of, you know, that little mini area of like passing the torch. These seven niggas are going to dominate. But now this new guard is being passed. And the top 10 conversation, it's a lot of niggas infiltrating their way. Number seven through 11 is hard as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're really ordering niggas, like, you know, like, AD is great, but, you know, would like, you, uh, I, I, I hate to put them against each other, but would, would you take, would you put Devin Booker over Chris Paul? 
No. I, I, I yeah, don't know if I can do that. Yes. No. Yeah. no. I, I think if we're talking skill, if we're talking skill and taking over a game, I think I would. I mean, but you this is, think about it. That was never Chris Paul game, though. That's true. I mean, that is true. But I think an aging Chris Paul is giving me 16 a game. Chris Paul is hard because he dominates the game in so many facets. But like Devin Booker, what he's showing us right now is special. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really asserting his dominance. With Chris, with Chris Paul out, that game one against the Clippers, I texted Yay. I was like, yo. Devin Booker is clearly a Kobe Bryant disciple. He's an acolyte of Kobe Bryant. Like just the way that he plays, the elevation he gets on his shot with the mid range, his patience, his footwork. It, he's really saying, yo. And if we want to be honest, Devin Booker's been here for four years. He was just winning 21 points a game because he was playing with Ricky Rubio and Dario Saric. What the fuck was he going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's hard. It's really hard. But I think I got him. Number 11, 12. Yeah. I forgot about Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not my top 10. I can't even do it. Tatum, it's hard. <laughs> like, it's At hard. Least to, to, to put it back right quick to the between him and Chris Paul, I think the difference is Chris Paul can give you like 17 assists with no turnovers. Like that, that's and I feel big... like also, like, along with Josh saying, Chris Paul, like Devin Bucker, I'm not taking that for him. He doesn't make nobody around him better. Like, you know when we play him, Devin Booker's going to get his. He's going to get his regardless. But he's not setting people in position to get theirs. Like, Chris Paul is setting people well, up. Like, Chris Paul can go to the Celtics and take them to the ship. Like, he can go somewhere else and take a team to the ship uh, like he's doing the sun. Well, he got that I, I think, but at the same time, bro, Chris Paul, he's low-key the last <clears throat> of his breed. If we're talking about point guard facilitators floor like how many floor generals are re- like true floor generals There's are really left in the uh-huh. league i'd say lebron is one he's not as good as chris paul at it mm-hmm. but lebron chris paul luca luca I w- i'll give you that like he's a floor general but how yeah how many like real floor generals like Rondo. like chris paul can really get on the floor josh and no. change the <laughs> wait, can- <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> i've heard josh whisper that Nah, he is. He just comes off the bench. He no, Rondo is a floor general, but he's not a he's not a team. No, 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 Josh, I got you back. I got you back, bro. I got you back. Fuck these niggas. Rondo is a floor general, but he's a tier seven floor general. He's not two thousand eight anymore. Yeah, that's the case, we might as well say Ricky Rubio. What the okay. fuck? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All, all right, right. All right. fun's over. Fun's over. Yo. Dre, you was you said Chris Paul, Luca, LeBron James, and this fool gonna say Rajon Rondo. All due respect, but don't mention him in the name of him. But the way he said it, though, he said it then looked away from the camera. Like, hey, question: Where, like, is Russell Westbrook a floor general? No. no. No, 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 just a Tasmanian Absolutely devil, yeah, because a floor general doesn't turn the ball over, like okay, that. fair enough, fair enough, that's fair. Uh, but going back to Devin Booker before we wrap up, it's, it, of, it's yeah. just hard because you got Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, them niggas are all the same player, they're just all in different situations. Like, if Devin Booker was given a Brad Stevens, a Marcus Smart, a Jalen Brown, a Kyrie Irving in his first two, three years. We'd probably be talking about him in the same light as we are Tatum. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember a few years ago, we had a podcast where we talked about the best players under, it was like 23 or 22. And yay, mm-hmm. 
Yay railed this nigga Devin Booker. He was like, yo, nigga's great, but I don't give a fuck. That nigga wins 21, 21 games a year. Fuck you want me to do with that? No, well, exactly. well, context, con- context. <laughs> I was saying it in response to y'all. We were talking about Tatum versus Book, and I'm like, all right, well, Tatum is in the playoffs every year. I know his situation better. In the playoffs every year, and Book is in close to the bottom. That was the context. I always rock with Book. I like Book's game a lot, but my thing was I don't think you better than Tatum yet. How much? How much? I disagree though. If you put if you put Booker in Tatum's situation, I think Booker performs better. Yeah. What situation? But I but but I had to I had to I had to see how do you play in a playoff environment. We're seeing clearly with Paul George, you can perform well in the middle of February in Minnesota, but can you do it Game Six on the road? And so in, in Tatum. You know, rookie year was going toe to toe with Braun. So I'm like, I can't really put you. Oh, I can't really put Book over that That's when fair. I've seen Tatum do it late, late in uh, late in the playoffs. No, my, only argument, my only argument with that is that you benefit from your like, he, like you said, he benefited from your situation. Like he always had a good team. Like we never even got to see what Devin Booker could do in the playoffs. Like, so, so what I got to see what, first. What, what, yeah, what I'll say is, you do benefit from your situation, but it'd be different if. Tatum was being carried by his situation, but he and was I, like, like they said, how much, he, is, how much is he necessarily contributing to wins though? If you have such a great team every year, how much uh, are you? Be- how much Boston, are you- bro, Boston Tatum has never been the issue. The issue has no, been never. Kimber, get Kimber. the issue, but how much does he contribute to the situation? Because it's yeah, one thing that you, you put oh, enough we gotta see. We, we got to see. Mm-hmm. We won't, we won't know that answer until Tatum, you know, God forbid, gets hurt or something. But what we have seen is Devin Booker get 20 wins a season, Chris <laughs> Paul comes, and now you're in the West Conference Finals. That's honestly, what we have seen. Go ahead, Jelani. We'll go ahead, oh, Peanut, go ahead, Jelani. Peanut, 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 Jelani. Go ahead. So don't crucify me, but I will also I will we take will. Donovan Mitchell over Devin, Big, uh, Devin Booker. All right. All right. So ne- we'll be back next. We'll be back next week. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. No, Listen, don't hear me out. Like, don't act like Spider wasn't giving the Clippers 40 every night. When Donovan first got to the Jazz, he took them to the playoffs. Now, yeah, Donovan is cold, bro. Let's not do that. Like, they, not they've been going to the playoffs since he's been there. Before he got there, they was not making it. No, bro, we just been talking for shit about Gobert this whole time. This nigga Jelani just said, he not have Gobert. Right. Okay, okay. But you you acted like a big <laughs> like, But Gobert is beat up. Like, fuck him. <laughs> nah, bro. I don't want to hear that, bro. Y'all really still disrespected Devin Booker, and I, I can't wait for nah, him. Nah, but I'm saying, like, hey, Jelani, I'm Team Booker, Booker, bro. I'm Team Booker, dog. Go ahead, Peanut. This is his first like, playoffs, and he's at performing like this. That is true. That is true. It is true. It is true. I think. How long have you been in the league, though? Eight years. And this is first Peanut, 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 Peanut. We we gotta we gotta acknowledge the market and the franchise he is playing for. The Phoenix okay. Suns, the Phoenix Suns have been cursed by Madame Zeroni since Charles Barkley left, my nigga. Well, <laughs> since Steve Nash left, kinda. Go ahead, yeah. What I will also say, playing devil's advocate, I, I really love what Booker is doing. But round one, you play a you play a Lakers team who didn't play together all year. AD goes down, Braun clearly hobbled by the ankle. You play Denver in round two, Jamal, no Jamal Murray. Now you're playing, you know, we'll see how this Clippers series unfolds. So it's also like, I mean, no, a lot of things, a lot of things went your way. A lot of things went his way. I'll just, just play devil's advocate. But I think there is a conversation for Spider and, and Devin Booker. But we're seeing Devin Booker, you know, prove himself. Now, so, you know. Now, listen, before we, this is the last thing I'll say, 
there's a real possibility that Devin Booker wins a ring and finals MVP this year. Yes. If he yeah. does, that everybody would just said push him to the side. If he I wins, I feel like they're gonna get finals MVP if, to Chris if they no, go. but no, no, no. I didn't say they would. I'm saying there's a real out of all these niggas we just said, all them niggas at home on the Beano couch. There's a possibility <laughs> that Booker wins finals MVP and a ring. He's still playing. And he's up 1-0 in the West Conference Finals. And I really like their chances of beating them two niggas in the East. You know what I'm saying? No faith in Paul If he wins a ring. Now, even if he doesn't win finals MVP, if he wins a ring and they give it to Chris Paul, but Devin Booker gave me 26 or 27 a game, I'm st- uh, none of the niggas other have rings. None of the niggas contribute to a championship team, especially in, the, in a weaker Eastern Conference. And then if Devin Gian- Booker wins the ring, he, he elevates himself above Giannis for sure. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. He above Giannis right now. Oh God, <laughs> right now. I can't, oh. I can't, I can't say that because Giannis has two MVPs under his belt. You can say whatever that you want. He, about that he ain't deserved me to win them. Giannis is <laughs> 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 Because, because listen, because listen. If Wait, we hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Then Josh, go ahead. If you go, if you gonna hype up the two MVPs he got, then you should have Steve Nash top three then. Mm-hmm. No, no. It, it, but exactly, okay. he got two MVPs though. You're right? No, that's different, bro. That's, that's different. That's no, 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 it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same no, thing. No, Averaging thirty, eleven, and five is not the same thing. And but you, Josh, and but Josh, we gotta, we gotta dissect his game though. If we're just saying who's better, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, the, not the, who accomplished more. Who's better? Yeah, who's better? Because Giannis could do it on both ends at least. Like Devin Booker's not he? as good of a Can he Because really? he because he I, I, last I heard he was dodging KD the whole series. He was. Yeah, he was. Because on both the on both the KD, on both the KD shots on both the KD shots, PJ Tucker was guarding him. All right, bro. But who who is okay? Y'all saying that? But who's really guarding KD? Y'all saying it like no, anybody no, has a PJ Tucker? No. No, but Josh, we're not saying that. <laughs> Josh, listen, 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 listen. We're not saying who okay, first of all, the answer to your question is nobody. KD's a fucking alien. <laughs> okay. He's he's only gonna you know who beat KD on that last shot? Not PJ Tucker, his fucking legs because he's tired. <laughs> that shot was going in if it was if had he not been winded. What we're saying is the mark of a great player is the player who steps up in the situation given his attributes Giannis is the reigning defensive player of the year you are long you're agile you're not Rudy Gobert you have quick feet there's no reason why PJ Tucker who is shorter than me should be guarding who should be guarding KD on the last shot you know where the ball is going with five seconds left in game seven of the playoffs you know where the ball's going Giannis should go hey Josh Josh Miami Heat Jimmy Butler would have guarded him Jimmy Butler would have guarded Jimmy Butler and his Jimmy Butler, his crazy ass would have tried to shank KD on that fucking perimeter. He would have yeah. did what he had to do. KD probably still would have made the shit. But yeah. I think it's all about. I think Giannis, he's too nice. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I, I, if you want to, if you want to base it off of like his his thriving in the moment, being the the defining or like being the overall measurement of how we you know decide who's a better player, then that's fine. I'll give you that. Like he's not. He's not the best in the moment. But them first three quarters, Giannis is going to give you 40 points. He's going to give you 15 rebounds. He's going to give you three blocks. And niggas going to end the regular season. And you know what, Josh? Josh, I'll give you this. We can end it right here. We'll know everything we need to know about Devin Booker and Giannis Antetokounmpo and Trey Young 
in about in, a, in about three weeks. We'll know everything. We'll know everything we need to know. Them niggas are interviewing for a job right now. We'll know there's, everything there, we need to know. There's there's no reason Giannis shouldn't go out there and average thirty five against this Hawks team. Yeah. There's not we'll a know. single reason we'll, why he should. We'll do know. That. We will know everything we need to know about Giannis Antetokounmpo and Devin Booker in about a month. I just want to say as a as a as a quick thing. My my these these decisions of mine they're fluid so I gotta I gotta you know get the new information <laughs> in. now you know in a few weeks just know you know it's, it's open to interpretation as of right now. But hey man, this is the Raised by Sports podcast. We do this every single Tuesday and Wednesday. Jelani, Peanut, Josh, appreciate y'all for stopping by. You know we got mad love for sure. y'all. Mad love to everybody who listens to the show, man. We just hit uh, yeah. 2,000 followers on Instagram, about to hit 6,000 on TikTok. Appreciate everybody who fuck with us. Um, we'll be back next week. Jelani, Peanut, and Josh, you know y'all the, um, y'all the, uh, the pitch hitters on deck, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we, we'll tap you at any time, so be ready. Uh, y'all niggas be easy. Uh, we'll see y'all next week.